What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Dr. Nina. And today on Now That's Life, we're going to discuss the concept of gaslighting and some ways to identify if you've experienced it in the past or the present with your friends, your family, and or your romantic relationships. Now, this comes after discussing narcissism last week and receiving even more questions on the tactics that could be used. Now, again, this is not just dedicated to dating practices, but also family, your friends, your neighbors, whoever can be involved. (laughs) And hopefully these things can continue to help us all be a little bit more well-equipped, help us build more positive relationships, and also focus on our standards and our goals. I'm your host, Dr. Nina Ellis-Hervey. I'm a licensed clinical and school psychologist in the states of Texas and Louisiana. I'm a licensed specialist in school psychology, a nationally certified school psychologist, an associate and tenured professor, and a certified professional life coach. And this is the Now That's Life podcast. Now, while I want this podcast to be a helpful and also a great resource to you, it's definitely not meant to be a substitution for a relationship with a licensed mental health professional. I want to say thank you again to all of you all that reached out, especially after last week's episode. I love when you guys reach me on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter and YouTube and other means just to let me know what you're hearing, what you're liking, what you want to hear more of and any questions that you have. So please keep reaching out. And even if you find anything you really connect with on different levels with the podcast make sure that you go ahead and post them and tag me so we can have a little bit of discussion and share it with your friends and family So y'all, last week, we started to move into the definition of narcissism and question whether or not you could have been dating one or if you were just dealing with one every day, right down to your family and your friends. But today we're going to dive deeper and talk about those things, how they relate to the concept of gaslighting. Now, I've also made sure that I've linked a few resources in the show notes for you to check out, including a book that's really great for understanding more about gaslighting how it comes up, just some of the things that might occur and who might be the most susceptible to being gaslighted, which is all of us. Now, remember, this is not for you to diagnose anybody. That's not what we're doing and you're not even diagnosing yourself, but I want you to have the right information to help guide you and some things to help you consider what you might be going through. Now, last week, I also mentioned that gaslighting was something that I would discuss even more. And many of you all surprisingly reached out and said, you hope that I make sure that I do because you want to understand it more and maybe whether or not you're experiencing some things that have to do with it. So let's move into an overall definition or general definition of gaslighting. Gaslighting is a manipulative tactic in which a person, in order to gain power and control, they plant seeds of uncertainty in the victim. Now, the self-doubt and the constant skepticism slowly and also meticulously cause that individual to question their own reality. Can you imagine that? Maybe you can. I think all of us have been gaslighted or have done a little bit of gaslighting. So we may be able to relate oh too well. According to Healthline, gaslighting can happen whether intentional or not. So it does not count just because a person doesn't know they're doing it. Whether or not you know you're doing it, you're still responsible for your own behavior. 
But gaslighting can happen in many types of relationships, y'all. Again, that can include your bosses, your friends, your parents, your auntie, baby, daddy, your cousin, everybody is included here. But one of the most devastating forms mentioned in the research, mentioned in the talks of this, mentioned in the by the experts is when it happens in a romantic relationship or specifically with couples. The term gaslight itself comes from a play that was adapted into a movie and it was called Gaslight. So that's exactly where the name came from. And in that movie, it was a horrible, I shouldn't say horrible, but devious husband (laughs) who manipulates and also torments his wife and he convinces her that she's gone mad or crazy. Y'all ever felt that feeling? Let me know. Let me know. Now, he ends up brainwashing her to the point that she legitimately thinks that she's going insane, like literally crawling out of her skin. And the wife fights to protect her identity while her husband tries to take it away the whole time, even just covertly, meaning under the covers, not really doing it outright, but kind of doing little things that caused her to feel that way. Now, this can happen to any of us. Any of us are susceptible. And this is why, you know, a lot of cult leaders are really successful in the ways that they make people think. And and overall, it disables you. It makes you feel like you even need that gaslighter to think better and to think more or to think on a higher level, if you will, because they're going to usually pump themselves up to be much better in the thinking game. Now, it's also used by abusers and narcissists, and it can be really hard to tell if that's what you're experiencing, and it can be hard to tell if this is the traits or what's going on with the people in your life. And it can happen very slow, y'all. It's very deliberate, but slow. And it's a a very precise way, I should say, uh, for the victim to not realize that it's happening. And, And some of you all might be asking, how can you be precise without even showing yourself? Well, people really learn to protect those skills and project and learn how to um, equip themselves with some manipulation tactics that really people don't even know what they're going through. Have y'all ever found yourself in a situation where you don't even know how you got there, but yet you know something is wrong? You can't really figure it out, but it's there and you got there somehow. And usually you've been manipulated to no end all the way to that place. Now, while you are a willing participant, you know, we don't do the victimology over here, but we do know when we have been harmed and we've been wronged. And sometimes you can look up and and that's exactly what's happened to you over time. But after that, um, You may even feel that something is going on and you can't identify it, right? Um, You even feel guilty because the gaslighter could be charming. They could be so amazing. They could sweep you off your feet. I'm talking even if these are friends or friends or family, you look up to them. You think they're amazing because that's what they've shown you. But you may start to think that your radar is off and you question or ignore, ignore your own gut. And you know why? Because they've really shaped you to believe that you don't really know what you're talking about. Even if you do, even when it comes to you, they are the experts. So let's get into some of those common gaslighting signs. And these are pointed out by Dr. Robin Stern, a licensed psychoanalyst. Now, you may experience or move through some of these stages. And I should say that these three stages I'm going to mention first before I talk about these tactics that I'm wanting to describe to you guys, you might 
overlap in these feelings. You might overlap in these stages and they might not happen in the way that I'm presenting them. They might happen in a different order, but in the most parts or in the most, in most situations, they happen in this way. So you may move through these things. The first thing is disbelief. And during this stage, things happen between you and your partner or your boss, your friend, your family member that seem odd to you. They just seem off. Weird things can happen, you know, like a person that you start off dating, let's use dating, it, it is the month of love. Okay. Um, so let's say, you know, you've been trying to reach them, you call them, you leave a message. But you know, when they finally do get in touch with you, it's on their own time when they want to and they'll say things like, Oh, I didn't see none of your calls. Like you like I called several times over the past week, you know, you know that you have evidence of it in your phone, you can send them a screenshot. And they're still like, Oh, no, I didn't get any of those this and that happened whatever that can be the starting point to gaslighting you know something is off but you might avoid calling it out in efforts for you not to look crazy right so what if you're wrong what if this person really didn't get your calls even though you called several times and you have proof of it you know it's just that gut feeling that something's off but it's disbelief because you're like this is an upstanding cool person I know they wouldn't do that y'all see where I'm headed here the next stage is defense. And this is where you're defending yourself against the gaslighters manipulation. So you started to catch on that something's wrong. But every now and again, you find yourself or even often, you might find yourself having to defend yourself all the time and you fight harder and harder to fight against what they're saying or what they're doing. Let's say they're playing or toying with you or telling you they didn't tell you something and, and you're making up stories. So you'll try more and more to dig in your past and talk about why that's not true and you find yourself feeling crazy because they're going to keep calling you out and saying that you're faulty something's wrong with your thinking your thought processes something's wrong with you so the more and more you do it the more and more you get that criticism and the more and more you might try to avoid it so you don't once again look off now this last described stage is depression. So by the time you get to this stage, you're experiencing a noticeable lack of your joy is gone and you hardly recognize yourself anymore. And other people might express the same, which will support what the gaslighter has been saying. So what'll happen is they'll wear you down so much that you're tired, you're depressed, you're annoyed, you don't know why, you don't know where it's coming from the whole time. You're kind of going back and forth, you're confused. Other people will see and pick up on that. They won't know exactly why that's happening. But the fact that they're reporting that to you makes you further feel like you have support for what the gaslighter is saying to you. So you see how they make these manipulation tactics work because now other people are seeing something's wrong with you. And even though they've been lying and saying something is wrong with you now, people are supporting that because... They don't know what you've been through. They just know that you don't appear like yourself. You appear off. And so now he or she has support for whatever they've been saying about you. So let's dive into some specific tactics and some things that they use to work on you. So they might tell some blatant lies. And let's say you were promised a raise after a certain amount of time only to be told that this was not what was happening by your boss let's say they say something like I never said I'd give you a raise I said I'd think about it based on your performance and that remains somewhat lacking now you might have thought you were on track they might have even been telling you you were on track but all of a sudden you off track when it comes time for this promotion have y'all ever experienced that one
somewhat like that last one. They deny ever saying something, even though you know you have proof. <laughs> so saying things to you that they later deny having said. So they might say, I didn't say I take the deposit to the bank. What are you talking about? Thanks a lot for that insufficient funds fee we're going to get now. You know, that person knows you told them. You might even put it in a text message. Then it becomes obsolete. They delete it or something like that in order to make you nuts. Knowing that you sent it, knowing that you've given them this information and any negative that comes from it, now you're to blame. The next thing is they use what is near and dear to you as ammunition. So they might tell you things that people are talking about behind your back or make them up. Like they might say something like, don't you know, the whole family talks about you. They think you're losing it. Like that puts you in a horrible position because it's like, I don't know if they saying that, but maybe they know that these people are saying things about me. Maybe they know my family is talking about me. Maybe they ought to plug, you know, so you are left kind of not knowing what's right, what's real or what's not. The next thing is they wear you down over time. Let me tell you, you will get so tired of dealing with these people. And I'm not talking about common arguments. Arguments are normal in any relationship, friends, family, romantic, whatever, even at work, they're normal. But these people will make you feel like if you argue with them at all, that it is wrong. And so they wear you down over time and you just give up. You just stop. You just don't even speak up for yourself. You get to a point where you diminish yourself and you just allow them to take over at all times. Now, the next thing is they dismiss how you feel even when it's real. So they might do things like trivializing how you feel like, oh yeah, now you're going to Feel sorry for yourself again. There you go. Thinking about yourself and thinking about how bad everything is for you. They almost taunt you. Okay. Um, they might even say this one. This one is a common one, y'all. Don't you think you're overreacting just a little bit? Now, let me tell you something. Sometimes we can overreact. But another thing is sometimes we're right on point. A lot of times your gut is telling you how to react. And as long as it's not harming or hurting anyone or, you know, physically or mentally or emotionally, you should be able to express yourself. When somebody suppresses your feelings in that way, that is not fair at all. And gaslighters do that often. Now, the next thing is their actions don't match their words. That one's self-explanatory. They might tell you they're going to do something, but somehow they slide out of it. So here's an example. Let's say that you have plans on your significant other meeting your family. And y'all had already decided Saturday night at six, you're meeting up with the family. You contact them because you haven't heard from them all day. And they might say, well, didn't we say we're going to hold off on meeting the families for now? It's like, but we already had plans for this dude. So now I got to look stupid. And, <laughs> you know, it's that thing. It's, it's like this whole, like, I decided overnight or I tried to put you off to the side or, or make you feel a certain way. And knowing that I had no intent of following through on what I said I would do. The next thing is they throw in positive reinforcement to confuse you. So every now and again, they'll reaffirm you, make you feel good, make you feel like you're not crazy. But then they might go right back into that behavior. So every now and again, we call it intermittent reinforcement in my field. And what they might do is just give you reinforcement every now and again, just enough to keep you hanging on and keep you feeling okay so that you don't really pick up on all those negative signs that those gut feelings and things that they know 
could really uh, expose them. Okay. So the next thing is they know confusion weakens people. And this is often used at work. A lot of times people will keep up the confusion. They'll tell you things that aren't real, make you think things that they've come up with, all of that in order to weaken you. Okay. So they might even in the home hide objects from you and deny knowing anything about it. So that could be like this statement. You seriously can't find your sunglasses again. That's alarming. So they might move your stuff knowing that that could throw you off. And then when you look for it, then you're the crazy one. It's like, okay, but the last time I looked, it was over here. Why did you move it? Well, I didn't move it. You moved that. You didn't put it where you thought it was. And, oh, my God. I Yeah, I've experienced that one, guys, personally. So it can drive you nuts. And that can happen anywhere, right? That can happen at work. That can happen at school. That can happen at home. That can I mean, it can happen in so many places. The next thing is they project they may drink too much or even take drugs, but they will swear you're the one with the issue. So you know they drunk. You know they high. And they telling you that you have the problem. And don't you, you know, and here's an example. And I don't know if you've ever been exposed to alcoholics specifically, but, you know, they could be the one drinking all the time. It could be causing them health problems, other problems in their lives. But if they see you with one drink, like a responsible human being or adult, they'll tell you how you're messing up and how you're the alcoholic and how you have the drink in your hand right now. And you're like, yeah, but I didn't drink a 20 pack. Okay. I had one. So again, you'll find yourself defending yourself, knowing that that's not the truth. But somehow they've gotten you so worked up that you have to prove that you're not the bad one. You're not the one with the problem. And y'all is exhaustive or exhausting rather. And so the next thing that they might do is they might try to align people against you. And so you'll feel like you got an army of folks against you. You know, they might start speaking. Let's say that person that lies or projects and says that you're the one with the problem. They might start telling your family, your friends, your coworkers that you drink too much, knowing that they the ones with a drinking problem or that you're crazy and that you do these crazy things that actually they're the ones who do. So they get to them before you can making you look to be suspicious, weird and off. So they might turn the special people against you in your life. The next thing is they might, or they tell you that they tell you or others that you're crazy. Okay. And this one happens often. And this one is more specific, I think, to, and not, I think, uh, this is founded by a lot of experts that this happens to a lot of women because we express emotions a lot a lot of times we can be told we're crazy in order to keep us quiet um and and here's the interesting thing about the research and new research that's coming out that has come out and i can't wait to really cite more of this for you guys um and i just heard about this earlier from a therapist reporting on it is that men actually tend to be more emotional, but it's the way that we express it. Women tend to have the words to express their emotions. They tend to be more outward and forthcoming with their emotions. Whereas men usually hide those emotions, which might be expressed more as anger or aggression. And so what ends up happening is for women specifically, they might, you know, insist that you were, were not, um, you know, a certain way or should feel a certain way. And then you start to think that something's wrong with you. Something's really wrong with you or off with you, or you're too sensitive for expressing yourself. Um, now, 
So one thing here was insisting you were or were not at a certain place, even though that you know that's not true. They might say something like, you're crazy. You never went to that show with me. And I know I should know, you know, so now you're the crazy one. You're like, no, I really did go to that show. And actually I can produce the ticket stub. Like, I know what I was doing, dude. Like, I know. And I'm not saying that this doesn't happen on the other end. I'm not saying vice versa, y'all. Y'all know I do acknowledge when people are wrong, they are wrong, male or female. But this one tends to happen more to women because we just express emotions more. Whereas men tend to express them a bit differently. So when we are more emotional or express those emotions differently, then we're sometimes silenced for that. So the next thing is they may tell you that everyone else is a liar. And usually with that one, they're just going to tell you everyone else has the problem. They have the faulty thinking and nothing's wrong with them. Something's wrong with you and them. Y'all are all lying. Something's going on. Something's weird. And if you're starting to believe other people that are affirming your thoughts of this person, oh, they are all out targets a lot of time. They become the enemy and they're liars. They're horrible. They're cheaters. They're all kinds of things. And so you have to watch that. And something I want to say here is narcissists, psychopaths, sociopaths, and antisocials, all of that. Um, they, and, and look, even everyday people use these tactics and some people know they're using them. And some people simply do not. Y'all, I hope you guys are enjoying the show. We're going to come back and finish up the show with some ways to know that you're being gaslighted and some ways you might consider to take better care of yourself and heal from being gaslighted. We'll be right back, y'all. Hey, y'all, we are back and ready to get into the ways that you might find that you're being gaslighted or how to know. Now, this isn't exhaustive. Of course, there are other ways to gaslight and there's other ways to feel you're being gaslighted. But I want to give you some general ways to kind of tell how or to tell if you are. So you're constantly second guessing yourself, no matter what you do, even on stuff that you never once second guessed. You're now second guessing those things. The next thing is you ask yourself, am I too sensitive? Maybe a million times a day. And I'm, I'm exaggerating by saying a million. But the way you respond, you always feel it's off because you're always told it's off. Maybe because that gaslighter is always suppressing your feelings so they don't have to hear it. Okay. Um, the next thing is you often feel confused and even crazy at work. Now, this could be with your boss. This could be with your immediate superior. This could be with your colleagues, your coworkers, all of that. If you're feeling a certain way or if they're telling you certain things, you might always feel a little bit off there as well. The next thing is you're always apologizing to your mother, your father, your boyfriend, your boss, your husband, whoever it is, uh, mainly because you're always feeling like you're in the wrong. Even if those people aren't gaslighting you, the gaslighter somehow makes you feel across your life you're always wrong. The next thing is you can't understand why with so many apparently great things in your life, you aren't happier. Why? Because your happiness is being suppressed and your joy is being sucked out by the gaslights. Okay. <laughs> the next thing is you frequently make excuses for your partner's behavior to your friends and your family. Or if it's your friends and your family, you make excuses to your partner or to other friends and family. And basically, this is to cover up what's going on. You don't want people to really know how you're being treated. And even though you can't put your finger on it, you might not know how to describe it. And, and that might be why. 
The next thing is you find yourself withholding information from friends and family so you don't have to explain or make excuses. And so you kind of stay away from talking about relationships with your friends, your family, your work, all of that, because you know it's a big mess. It's real messy. It's real extra. And you don't know how you're sounding. Again, coming back into those things that are above, you don't want to sound crazy. You don't want to sound off. And I use crazy lightly, you know, because in my field of work, there is no crazy. We all have some abnormalities. Okay. (laughs) But you know what I mean when I say crazy is that can be the way to negatively describe somebody to keep them quote unquote in their place. The next thing is you start lying to avoid the put downs and reality twists. So you start even lying to the gaslighter so that you can play into their game. You know, I don't want to hear about it. So I'm not going to say it bothers me. I'm just going to drop it. And, and we have to watch that, right? Because when you don't express yourself the way you need to, a lot of times it comes out in other ways like aggression or anger, misplaced anger or displaced anger to others. So you have to be very careful with that. And, you have trouble making simple decisions. You can't even come to a simple conclusion on your own anymore. You're starting to feel like you're off when it even comes to turning left or right. The next thing is you have the sense that you used to be very a very different person, more confident and more fun-loving and more relaxed. And now you just feel on edge, anxious, uh, out of sorts. You don't know how to feel in your skin. It almost feels like you're crawling out of your skin. You don't know how to express or explain that. You might even feel hopeless and joyless. And next you feel as though you can't do anything right. Nothing's right. Even though these specific things always went right in your life and you knew how to do them. Now, for some reason, you're just off and you don't know how to do them at all. The next thing is you start to feel like you might not be good enough for anyone, anything or any work situation. You know, you might have felt like a success before in many of these areas, or you might have felt like you could use a little bit of work, but now you feel like the worst person ever. (laughs) And you don't even know how to get back to that happy place that you once once experienced. And I've seen this one happen a lot, especially in romantic relationships where you're constantly trying to impress that person, but nothing's ever enough. So it starts to bleed into other areas of your life where you start to feel inadequate at all times. And that's takes a lot of time to heal from y'all more than we might give credit to Um, and you might carry that over into your next relationship because someone else has made you feel inadequate or feel bad about yourself even if the new person is not doing that or even if they say something similar that's only to help you you might start to think that they feel the same you're not good enough you're not great enough you're not doing enough and they might just be trying to push you to your next level rather than harming you so this can be more detrimental than we might give credit to The next thing is uh, you find yourself withholding information from friends and family so you don't have to explain or make excuses. Okay, so you are starting to find ways to cover up all of this and and you don't know which way to go with it. You don't know who to ask for help. You don't know who to ask about the reality. You know, you you're just starting to feel really low and, and you don't know how you got here. Y'all know over here, we are solution-based and solution-focused. We are also research-based. And I like to make sure that I give you all the best information for helping with these things. And this, again, is not exhaustive. But these are some of the more major things that you can start to do to uh, help yourself, especially if you may be experiencing this. For example, the first thing 
is recognizing that you're a victim in your relationship is the first step towards getting help. And I'm not talking about victimizing yourself. I'm not talking about making yourself seem weak. We can all, as I've said before, find ourselves in these situations. I myself have found myself in this situation before. But first, identifying that it's happening, keeping track of those feelings, know what it feels like, know how to identify it can help you to seek the help that you need, whether that be, you know, a therapist to sit with or talk with or a good friend who understands and knows you well. Being able to pinpoint and identify this can help you further to feel more secure in your feelings. The next step involves consulting with a psychiatrist, a psychologist, or a therapist. Now, they can help you sift through your doubts and fears and understand the realities of what you've gone through. And I always say this because it can be affirming just to even have someone hear your thoughts, hear what you've been through, hear where you are right now. And mainly because you don't want to continue to put this off on your next relationships or be harmful in those next relationships because you can't move past what's happened to you. And like I said, this is in everything. This can be at work. This can be um, at school. This can be in family, friends, and romantic relationships. And the importance of that is, for example, with work, you want to feel like you can trust some of your colleagues, especially to at least a certain degree or level. You shouldn't always be you know, paranoid about everyone and everything who steps into your life because you've been a victim of this. Okay. Now with these specialists and people who are, you know, licensed mental health professionals, you'll learn how to manage your doubts and anxiety and develop a lot of coping skills and strategies. When we do this, we deal with the problems head on and we find healthy ways to cope with our issues. Okay. The next thing is get with a family or friend, a family member or a friend that can help put fragments of your thoughts together and reassure you of your reality. The reason why you want to sit with this person is because they've known you at your best and your worst. They can report to you what's true and what's not. And sometimes we don't want to hear that truth, but it's good to know that because that gives you something to stand on. Remember, I said, if you've been gaslit long enough, it can really affect your memory your thoughts of yourself, your thoughts of how you've gotten to this place, and your thoughts of how adequate you are as a person. This person, the person you trust, can possibly help you put those pieces back together and also find the destination where you were headed before all of this happened. Find a good place and a good comfortable space for you to really express and grow. And lastly, one of the bigger things I, I like to make sure I remind people of is if a gaslighter is not aware of their manipulative behavior, that still doesn't make it acceptable. It's not OK when people tell you, uh, yeah, I didn't even know I was doing that. Yeah, but it's your responsibility to clean it up. It's definitely pathological and it's still very much your responsibility. It's that stinking thinking that we got to clean and clear up. If you're hurting or harming someone who loves you, that's never okay. And it's your responsibility to get back on track. So even if you are a gaslighter, which all of us have been, we've all probably been guilty of one or more of these things. Observe your behavior. No, you're not going to be perfect. However, you can try to avoid it. I'm not saying walking on eggshells to do so, but if your partner or your friend or your family member or your coworker points it out, try to observe what you're doing and maybe find some <laughs> the definitions to what is happening with your own behavior and why. It could be because you're used to getting gaslighted. 
But you need to deal with that and not put that off on other people. So that's all for this week, y'all. Make sure that you stay tuned for more and subscribe to know when I post my next episode. I know sometimes y'all hit me up like, fam, when we gonna get this next episode? And I'm like, look, I've been posting these episodes. So make sure you're not missing out by subscribing so you know when they pop up. And also sign up for my free e-newsletter at drninaellishervey.com. And you're gonna receive my free eight-day supernatural video course, which I can tell y'all is lit. It's amazing. It's gonna give you ways, strategies, and everyday practical tips on how to live your best life and we're not selling anything crazy on that that is a free way for you to learn um, some great ways to really lead and guide and instruct yourself in you know living the best and most healthy way that you can you can also find me on youtube at beautiful brown baby doll across instagram facebook twitter all of those and also dr nina ellis hervey I want to make sure that I tell you guys, thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in. We've reached over 100,000 downloads on the podcast and we're at over 900,000 followers on YouTube and upwards of 60,000 on Instagram. Y'all continue to continue to come on by. I'm thankful for you. So thankful for everything that you've done. And I, I want to say, you know, continue to stay or steadfast in your mental health and your self-care, but also just everything that's true to you. And again, you know, thank you for being here. Dr. Nina signing out. Peace.